0: Hello and welcome to Propnex, the property podcast about all things related to the future of real estate. I'm delighted that you've joined me today. My name is Gavin Morgan, your host. If you'd like to know a little bit more about me, please check out www.propnex.com. That's Or drop me a line if you'd like to chat privately on Gavin R Morgan at propnext.com. That's G A V I N R M O R G A N at propnext.com. With Jason Haber, co founder of the Metaverse Institute. Thank you very much for joining us today on Propnex. Jason, welcome onto the show.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm excited to be here today.
0: Uh, likewise, Jason, likewise. And um I mean as you probably are noticing, we're starting a little bit of an uptick in uh, in guests from the, the US, particularly the East Coast, so I'm delighted that you're joining that group and uh, and thank you for making the time as well. Absolutely. J- Jason, maybe you could, uh, just for the benefit of the listeners, could you perhaps kick off with a little bit of background, on you, sort of career trajectory, and then, you know, just finish on telling us a little bit about the Metaverse Institute and, and your aspirations with that group sure. or for that group, please.
1: Absolutely. So I have a public policy background. I actually started my career uh, in government for a number of years. And then academia, where uh, I was a, uh, a university professor I got into real estate about 16 years ago, first at a larger firm, then I had my own firm, which I built up and then uh, sold it. And I've been at uh, two firms uh, since that time. And uh, I always had an interest in technology. Uh, My brother and I had a technology real estate company that we also sold about nine years ago now. And... Um, I've been active in this space since I I wrote a book called The Business of Good, which is how social entrepreneurship can be a fulcrum for change and innovation. The real estate firm that I owned was a social entrepreneurial real estate firm. And uh, in my time in real estate, I've always tried to keep an, an eye out on disruption. And I remember back in 2007 when the firm that I was at at the time blocked Facebook from the computers at the firm. Why? Because they thought it was a distracting waste of time. Now, to their credit, within about a day, they reversed themselves. When the agent said, no, 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 no. On social media, it's a platform for business. And they then very quickly embraced the platform. I see the same thing happening now when we come to the next disruption which is blockchain based uh, technologies. And I had a lot of people, at whether they're customers, friends, colleagues, asking me what the heck is going on with the blockchain, the metaverse, NFTs, and crypto. And I have a background in that as well. When I'm not uh, running my real estate business, I have an NFT hedge fund called Mint Capital. And so um, my co-founder and I, Danielle Garofalo, we got together and we said, listen, there is an opportunity here to properly educate people in the real estate space about all things metaverse. When I was learning about it, I had to rely on YouTube videos and sources that were not reliable sources that had ulterior motives because they were dealing with some certain product or coin, God knows what. And uh, we quickly realized that, yeah, there actually is a real market for this. So we created the metaverse Institute and constructed 16 courses specifically designed for real estate professionals on, on either side of the pond, anywhere in the world uh, to understand the underpinning of the the technology, where it's going, how it's going to impact your business, uh, your customers, your relationship with the customers, how you interact with customers, how you talk to your clients, and so, so we built this framework, and uh, and we're just uh, starting to roll it out now.
0: So, Jason, I'm uh, firstly thank you very much for that, and I mean you've talked about a lot of things. <clears throat> I mean, I was having a bit of gig a giggle when you and I were tic-tacking before this conversation. Um, about how a lot of these things are just words to a lot of people in the real estate industry. And I completely agree with you on that. I don't think there's a great deal of understanding or certainly the level of understanding that we need across the industry yet. But one thing for me, Jason, is I I I like to think that all of these things are really going to advance the industry much faster than we've seen it advance in the last 20 or 30 years when it's traditionally been such a slow-moving industry. Do you think the pace of change um is going to come at the pace that I would like to see it at and that I'm sure you would too or do you think that it'll be more sl- it'll be slower more incremental change around the impacts of web3 the metaverse the you know application or use of blockchain uh, that, that kind of thing what what's your view of the pace of change or, or, or you know and how that will be driven differently moving forward
1: so i i think it's going to be a little clunky i think what will happen is <clears throat> there'll be There'll be either Web3 or blockchain innovations that will directly impact business, and those will come in different markets in different time. For example, the way title is done, the way sales are recorded will vary from municipality to municipality. Some will be more forward-thinking than others. Uh, When it comes to sort of Web3 integration into the business, that will also depend on the agent, where they live, and their business. But what's going to happen is, there's going to be this wave of transition and it's going to be accelerating um, over time. And I, I think that for those who would put this off as something that's 10 years out would be wrongly mistaken. We'll start to see in the next two, three years, things advancing. And then you'll start to see an acceleration, I think after that, but it's going to come in waves and, the, the the idea is that we want our agents to be ahead of it. in In the very first class that we teach, I show a clip from 1994. Not, not really that long ago. It was a, a TV interview on the Today Show here in the states, where the hosts uh, are asking their producer in the middle of a segment, "What is internet?" because they put a graphic up on the screen of an email address. So you could email the reporters at NBC and they're trying to figure out what the, at, what the at symbol means and what the internet is, and they have no idea. And to me, we're at this, what is internet moment right now when it comes to web free? Because they're just words most people, metaverse, Web3, blockchain, they don't mean anything. And more importantly, it doesn't mean anything for their business, but it will. And so our hope is by uh, educating folks now, we can prepare them for whatever pace that that the transition comes at and that they'll be Uh equipped with at the very least the basics that they can be conversant, understand um, all elements of, of all these changes that are coming and it will no longer be a mystery to them.
0: Yeah. And, you know, Jason, uh, just a horrible question coming at the end of this. So brace yourself. Um, I'm ready. <laughs> but, I, you know, I, um, I've i enjoyed the... I love the prop tech conversation. But again, to your earlier point, a lot of people in, in the industry are talking about it, but they can't visualize prop tech... Um, in a way where it you know it accelerates something, drives efficiency, or improves profitability and of course, in business um for really mostly for things to be adopted, they need to be doing one of those three things um Could you pick is there something in your mind that there may not be, but is there something in your mind what's the next thing that's gonna make a significant change in amongst all of what you're talking about that you think we'll see next? Um, and that will be high impact in and around real estate. Could you pick one thing out that you're anticipating?
1: So I'd say uh, within the metaverse, which of course is a very big buzzword, I would break it out into categories, augmented reality and virtual reality. So we know that meetings will move to a virtual reality space at the metaverse. That's being built out. Now we know that that Facebook's parent Meta doing that we know that there are other metaverses sandbox, centraland where you're starting to see that happen. But by next year, I also anticipate augmented reality have impacts on our business. Augmented reality is when you layer digital information on top of the analog world. So, for example, you know, we know Apple's going to be releasing an augmented reality, uh, a set of glasses. And you may remember the Google glasses from about 12 years ago that were just sort of proof of concept. But yeah. technology has advanced so far where you'll be able to walk on a street with, with your client. A client will point at a house. And just by looking at it, you'll be able to get the information on it. Taxes, the last price it's sold for. Maybe it's on the market now. Owner's contact information. So that'll drive that'll I mean that'll freak some people out a little bit, but that's that's sort of uh, that's sort of what's coming. I think the ability to meet with a so to bring your business, uh, maybe you you want to you have clients all over the world. The ability to meet them in the metaverse uh, is much more powerful than say uh, a a, a Zoom video, for example. That's coming. Um, The ability to get real time data without. Touching any buttons uh, on a device uh, is coming through uh, augmented reality. But then I'd also say that you're going to see the way we record sales, in United States deed, deed recordings in municipalities, that's going to change too. Because when it comes to transparency, there's nothing better than the blockchain, right? People don't realize this every single transaction. Uh, is recorded and it's public, and so if you're trying to understand property records, verify property records, it's really a no better place to look at things like chain of title, chain of ownership, history of sales uh, than on the blockchain because there's no hiding. You know, everything is public. Um, it's a very good place for that kind of information to uh, to live. But I think I think you're going to see a lot of innovation there. And I think that's coming uh, soon. I think within the next yeah. uh, 12, 20, certainly in the next 24 months, probably in the next 12, you'll start to hear more and more about that.
0: Yeah. I, I, Jason, I totally agree on that. And in fact, in one of our earlier podcasts, we had um, Sushila Rivers from DLA Piper on talking about Toko, which mm-hmm. actually does what you're talking about. I mean, they've got a fantastic technology that is their their recording title right and on the blockchain and um yeah i mean it's you know reliability speed transparency all of that stuff i mean so far it would appear that that gets solved for in a platform like that and and the whole thing just gets a whole lot less clunky than it is at the moment not just in the united states and the rest of the world if if platforms like that really take off take hold i mean i'm sure there'll be competitors too but but i agree with you i think we're going to see much more of that um, Jason, I wanted to ask you um, again something from our notes, uh, and a subject that's pretty close to my heart because personally, I, I've been working on transactions technologies uh, a lot in the last five six years. And um, you've talked about transacting on the blockchain um, and meeting clients in the metaverse, and a matter of kind of when, not if, and. Um, I just wonder what incremental steps you see coming before that happens. I mean, for for example, I feel that really digitized transactions need to happen and be accepted before we see a leap to the metaverse. And that, and um, could you just share your comments with us on that,
1: please? No, so the tech, yeah. I mean, the technology definitely has to mature. So if you look back at, let's look in the history of the web, which provides really good guidance, so web 1.0 if you've ever looked at the early days of um, like what Amazon site looked like or other websites, they're very uh, text-based. There's not a good user interface. And so that sort of arrests your growth until you mature that. And so right now, you know, you have a lot of web three interfaces are not for the masses. Like they're not very user-friendly in most cases, but they know that and that's going to change. And so I think to get to that point where you're going to see everyone you know onboarding there's going to be an evolution of the uh, of the of the user interfaces on whether it's crypto wallets like metamask which you know can be very confusing for people um, to understand how you use that and integrate that on a, on a web3 platform um, or how it's how will AR and VR work you know we're still we're still in the, in the very early days there. Um, so all of these things have to mature, but, then, but that's how technology works, right? Like technology never, a new technology or emerging technology never starts with a mature UX. That always comes later, but we know it's coming. So uh, I think when that happens, you'll start to see mass onboarding.
0: Yeah indeed and I also agree I mean people that are thinking about this and trying to figure out how to embrace it into their lives today or their business lives today will be the winners um yes. of future um what other things do you see i mean you've talked about, if you were an agent today or your broker today jason what are there any pointers that you would give other places that you would point people or Courses of study, what what do you think the progressive agent of today needs to be looking at, studying, doing to make sure they stay ahead of the curve in this space?
1: I think most important, they have to understand blockchain. I I think it all starts at understanding what the blockchain is, what a decentralized ledger is, how it works, why decentralized systems are very different from anything that they've worked on before. Um, at the Metaverse Institute, that's, that's our first class on the blockchain. And then we sort of, you know, build from there and go to all the other uh, elements of Web3. Uh, and I think that, you know, it's hard because there are a lot of sources. If you just go online and they have these, you know, they're, they're not there just to educate you. They're, they're there to sell you a certain product, usually a coin, something else um and i think you want to look for sources that are just education based that don't have anything else to offer um because uh, otherwise you could sort of be you're sort of being set up uh for you know for something else it 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 is tricky you know and and that's one of the reasons we started this because it's hard to find trusted information out there um yes. and you have to be really careful the thing about the blockchain is it's immutable it's a one way street you know if i send you a wire by mistake my bank can recall the wire, right? On the blockchain, there's no there's no take back sees. It's it's one <laughs> way. And and that's there there's good and there's bad to that. And for new people, it can be very dangerous if they're not equipped to understand how it all works.
0: I just, and I just wanted to delve into that a little deeper, particularly in the context of the US market. I mean, the brokerage, the brokerage market in the US, you've got extremely talented, intelligent, well-connected people um, with terrific relationships. Um, And there tend to be many groups of people like that working in big organizations or under the umbrella of big organizations, commercial and residential. And then you look at the advent and development and success of groups like CoStar. Do you see a future where the big organizations become more like CoStar, i.e. data platforms where people can pull reliable data? Um, and brokerage is something that's, I mean, you just reaching back to you talking about decentralization where brokerage becomes more between people on the net pulling from reliable data platforms or
1: not? Wow, what a great question. Uh, I hadn't thought of it that way. I, I think... It actually may be a little of both. I think the the thing about the data is it will be available to all on the blockchain. Um, the question is, how easily accessible is it to, to people who aren't enmeshed in, in Web3? Will they be able to understand the the data? They may need a professional, a broker, to guide them. Um, I think no matter what changes come in technology, people have been calling for like the end of brokerage for like 30 years and it's never happened. There are more agents today than there were 30 years ago. So I think technology isn't an industry risk, but it's a specific risk to agents because they run the risk of becoming sort of dinosaurs in their own business and hurting their business at their own peril, if they're not equipped for changes that are coming. So I I just think that there's always going to be a place for, for the agent, client relationship and understanding the and helping them understand and interpret the data you know you can have all the data in the world but unless you understand it and can interpret it and analyze it properly which is where the agents come in uh it's not worth that much to-
0: it, it, i mean jason that's also it's a really interesting answer because it kind of it's kind of you're you're kind of saying yes or the risk is there you know to, to I'm talking about to the bigger platform I mean it, it really is a, it's a very interesting topic because technology could the sands could shift around who the big players are in the industry by virtue of what they're able to provide to clients and right. agents who are able to properly leverage web 3 that new internet that we have where it's easy for people to go point to point and um that could be a really interesting space to watch. um, Albeit one that will evolve slowly because uh, again, there are, there are so many understandable vested interests around that not happening too quickly. Right.
1: Okay. I think that's a great point.
0: Well, look, Jason, this has been, um, I mean, keeping to our 20 minute next podcast, this has been an incredibly interesting conversation to me. Thank you. And, um, I mean, I'd like to i just like to thank you very much for taking the time to come on the show. And um, you know, we'd always be welcome back for another conversation if we want to either extend on Great. this or talk about something else that's um, coming from the Metaverse Institute. Uh, anything else you want to share with us before we sign off?
1: No, if anyone wants to, to reach me, they can do so. Jason at metaverseinstitute.io, or you can check us out online at metaverseinstitute.io as well. Um, if anyone has any questions, or hit me up on Twitter at Jason Haber.
0: Jason Haber, co-founder of the Metaverse Institute. Thank you very much for joining us today
1: on Propnex. Thank you for having me.
0: So that's a wrap for today's show. I'd like to thank you very much for tuning in to listen today and hope to welcome you back to hear some of our future shows. As I mentioned earlier, if you'd like to learn a little bit more about me, Look at www.propnex.com, that's P R O P N X.com, or drop me a line on Gavin R Morgan at propnex.com, that's G A V I N R M O R G A N at propnex.com. I hope to hear from you soon, and thank you very much again for tuning in today. All the very best.